Hello and welcome again to The Heart of Titus with Dan James and Tony Nardella. And we're so excited that you're with us here for episode two on the gifts of the Spirit. We have our friends Darren Slack and Brittany Doss with us, and we have a great conversation with them. If you've not yet listened to episode one, let me encourage you right now to go listen to episode one. Um, Do they even exist? Are the gifts of the Spirit even a thing? Um, It'll help you understand where we're going here in episode two. Also, it'll give you some background on our guest speakers and where they're coming from with what they're saying. So now we get into episode two, Tony. So what's episode two about? Well, episode two is, um, is the church weaker without the use of the spiritual gifts and to me this is a really important topic because there are so many people that um, may agree with the spiritual gifts but uh, for some reason they're not um, involved in a church community where they're being manifested much and so what is the impact of that on our lives so we're going to take a brief look at that we're going to jump back into the conversation with Dan and I and with Brittany Doss and Darren Slack so uh, let's go. Um, If we don't have gifts of the Holy Spirit, if we don't have manifestations of the Holy Spirit, does the church become weaker? And what I just heard you say was that in your church of several hundred people, this woman who was healed, I believe it was rheumatoid arthritis is what you told me. Yeah, Um, debilitating for the last 16 years. Wow. And when people heard that testimony, as you said, no, no dry eyes in the place for a while. And I could what kind of impact would that have on the faith level of the people? You know, I I think of when Paul writes in in my paraphrase in first Corinthians two, where he says that when I came to you, I didn't come to you with the wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the spirit's power so that your faith would not rest on man's wisdom, but on God's power. And um, boy, you know, an outpouring of the power of God has got to do something for faith. I I have become addicted, I have to say, to going on mission trips uh, the last 25 years because it seems like everywhere I go, I'm seeing God show up and do something. And um, it, it, you know, it just really has transformed my life to see those things. But the flip side of that is people who go through a Christian life believing in a God who always is there but never does anything whether it's because of a a a doctrinal misunderstanding or because of uh we just don't have time in our hour and a half service to work them in um you know then the people are missing out Brittany, what would you have to say about that (laughs) oh man you just dropped a bomb and walked away that was Uh, well yeah (laughs) i mean i would say i don't know how to say that of course, the church is stronger when we let the Holy Spirit move. It's his church. If, if he's not there, it's not church. It's just a meeting. So the church is stronger when the Holy Spirit moves, however he wants to move. You know, I've seen um, moves of the spirit that would blow people's minds. I've seen cancer healed multiple times. I've seen a woman born deaf receive her hearing. I've seen God do incredible healings, but still the greatest miracle I ever see is when someone hears the voice of God for the first time. So it's not that there's like 
one thing that he has to do for it to be more powerful. It's just his presence being allowed to move and breathe on his people, however he wants to move and breathe on his people. I think that's the key to a strengthened church. I think the the rock that the church is built upon, that Jesus said the church is built upon, is the understanding that Jesus absolutely is the son of God. So the rock that that will not be defeated by hell (laughs) is the truth and understanding that Jesus is the son of God. Well, Jesus tells his disciples, I have to leave and it's better for you because the Holy Spirit is then going to come. And this is, this is what I believe is like the misunderstanding is we're like, well, I believe in Jesus. So that's enough. But Jesus himself said it was better for us to have the Holy Spirit with us and in us. And so as a church, if we're going to, I don't know, generalize that term right now, the church is stronger when the Holy Spirit is allowed to have his church and move however he wants to. Without that, I believe it's just a meeting of the minds every week. And we need the Holy Spirit to move and breathe, even to help us understand his word. How can we even, we can't even understand this without him. So you can, you might say the church service is stronger when we're just preaching the word, but the word is living. This isn't any book. It's not just any book. And so even our preaching and our teaching needs to be done, I believe, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So yeah, I think the church is definitely stronger when we let the Holy Spirit move however he wants. Yeah, I want to encourage. Oh, go ahead, Darren. That's an important thing I'd like to say. You mentioned this young lady. None of what happened Sunday was planned. My pastor did not even know the girl was healed until one minute before the service when I told him in his ear during worship that she'd been healed two weeks before. And he goes, well, I'll follow up with her. And I said, great. You know, I expected somewhere down the line he would follow up. And, you know, our church isn't one to just kind of change the order of service because something happened. We would, you know, set up an environment, set up a situation where she could share somewhere down the road and build faith. And it'd be kind of an orderly thing. Well, what was interesting was what God did in the next 15 minutes. There was a new song sung. The church escalated. I mean, the spirit of God hit that song so much so that he turned around and came back and asked us what's happening. It's clear the spirit's moving in this place. God is exalting himself. So he goes up on the platform and kind of shares some stuff and everything. Then he stops right in the middle of it and he comes back down. And on his way down, the Holy Spirit had given me a picture of this young lady sharing her testimony and the glory of God falling on the building. And I'm involved prophetically on the team. And so I kind of give what I sense, you know, we're supposed to do. And it, this didn't jive with anything I know they had planned. And the girl didn't even know she was going to have to share. So I just said to him, I said, listen, he goes, why did I have to stop? Because I was just up there. Holy Spirit had me stop reading and he, he abruptly stopped. So worship kind of awkwardly continued and he came down to us and he says, why did I have to stop? Somebody tell me what's going on. And I said, well, I was told to wait by the Holy Spirit for the moment. And I think it's for this moment. I'm going to say this and I'll step back and I'll let you guys decide what you want to do. But here's what I see. I see the young lady sharing her testimony and God's glory is going to fall. And there's a, just God is going to respond to the the glorification of his name and this song that we've been singing, we've been honoring Jesus, we've been honoring the Father, and he wants to respond with healing. And so he stood there for a minute, I stepped back, and I let the elders talk, and he disappeared, and apparently he went to find her. 
And he went and found the girl. Five minutes later, he's on the stage and he brought her up. And this hasn't happened in a long time, but she got up there with no idea what to say. Asking, she says, I wasn't told this was going to happen. She tripped her way through it for 12 minutes, but the power of God just built and the faith rose in the room. And the pastor just said, when it was done, if you want healing, come over here. If you want prayer for struggle you're going through, come over here. Now, normally in our church, we have ministry team come up every week and I'm the head of the ministry team. And I can tell you, we will have maybe three people and they're usually the same people that come up every week. We do not have any people respond. The right side of the whole side of the church had 30 people lining up down the right angle. There was not enough room to come to the front. The left side had 20, 25. There was only about two, 300 people in the room and there were 80 in line to be prayed for and there weren't enough people to pray. They canceled the service within 25 minutes because there was nothing else to do. They just released everybody and we were just gonna pray and finish it out. And every one of those people that came up it was, there were deep issues that have been longstanding issues of arthritis. It was real faith being expressed by the people in the room. And it was so wonderful to see God just begin to stir something of heart that God might do it for me. It wasn't like people falling over and it becoming crazy. It was really heartfelt faith that I need God to do something in me that he did for her. And here's the thing, Tony, our testimony we overcome the enemy by the blood of the, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and the mm -hmm. testifying of the greatness of God is what is missing in the building of faith in the church. We need people to stand up and testify of what God has done for me. And I believe that is a lost element of the church. I don't care what denomination it is. We need to put people up on that stage to share the goodness of God and the glory of God and to glorify Jesus. And whenever he is, glorified he said he draw all men unto himself and that includes healing salvation whatever and that testimony was a game changer and i believe that's what we have and the power we have to bring the holy spirit to bear is not you know look what i can do because i have a gift it's no i was blind but now i see i don't know about what you're telling me all i know is that i can see now and i'm going to testify and that's all we need to do and the holy spirit will take care of the rest if we're faithful you know, that is, you know, so, so well said. And, you know, it makes me realize that um, the people who had life transforming experiences in the gospels and in the book of Acts, you know, the apostles, the disciples, and the secondary apostles, you could say the ones who went throughout the whole world that never met Jesus on dozens of years later, um, they had an encounter with God, even if they never met personally Jesus. Uh, this woman that testified in your church Sunday of being healed of rheumatoid arthritis, which doesn't get healed normally um, by man's methods, um, that, I mean, she'll never be the same. Um, the people that came rushing forward, it sounds to me like they not only had a specific request, but they wanted that personal encounter. Intellect alone is not going to change anybody's life you know this second corinthians 8 1 says that knowledge puffs up but love builds up uh, when you experience the love of god in a way where god doesn't just talk about how much he loves you but he actually does something about it by healing your body restoring your marriage putting bread on the table when you didn't have any money um, when you have these personal experiences 
that creates those testimonies you're talking about. And that creates an, an environment where people just get excited to be lovers of Jesus and sons of God. Well, um, there was something else that happened that's really important here. There weren't enough people to pray. And people who are more conservative, that I mean people that may theologically be not disavowing the gifts or anything like that, but wouldn't be those champions of them. As leaders, they were drawn into the need to participate and ask God to heal these people. I mean, it was powerful to watch as some of these guys, who I know personally, were out there just calling out on God's grace, responding to the faith of the young lady that God could do in their day right then what just happened for her. And boy, I know that did something in them. I, I mean, I talked to a number of people who were involved on the prayer side who found their faith tested and raised to a new level as they were believing God to touch the people that were really ill. And there were some people that were really sick. It wasn't, you know, just headaches and things like that. We're talking long-standing illnesses where God was giving grace and wisdom and insight, spiritual deliverance. I mean, all kinds of things. And then my pastor, I just talked to him and he's like, I got a busy week ahead of me. I'm like, why? Because people are upset about what happened. He goes, oh, no, no, no. The healing side was fine. He goes, it's all the people that came up and confessed on the other side what was going on in their lives. He says, I have to follow up with a lot of people that shared a lot of things that were hidden secrets that we got to go to work as leaders now and work people through because their consciences were cut to the quick. And they came and repented as the Holy Spirit did it. So it wasn't just about coming forward to get an encounter. People were repenting. People were being saved. People were being healed. I mean, it was salvation broadly expressed in its truest form. Total freedom of every aspect of our lives, in our conscience, in our bodies, in our minds, and in our hearts. So a lot of yeah, cool stuff there. That is cool stuff. Sounds a little bit like uh, Acts 2, where it starts <laughs> off with a mighty rushing wind, uh, flames of fire on people's heads, people speaking in languages they didn't know. Um, uh, 12 ordinary unschooled uh, men stand up and uh, testify boldly uh, about this Jesus, and uh, they were cut to the heart. Um, you know, it, it, it's, there is a place for experience. The scripture states many times that the spiritual gifts build up the church. Mm -hmm. I would submit to everyone uh, listening to us that if their spiritual gifts are not in orderly operation in your uh, Christian community or church, that you are not as strong as God wants you to be. He has put us in a body where other people have gifts and talents that they want to, uh, that God wants them to use for your benefit so that you can be all that God has called you to be and do all that he's called you to do. Um, I, I want to close with this whole idea and, you know, there's, it reminds me of a saying that um, a man with an argument is no match for a man with an experience. And I know that's anathema. That's just horrible to people who are word only people. And I am a word only kind of guy too. Um, but I, I got to tell you that the experiences that we have are validated by the very word that I read and that I love so much and that you love so much. The, the, there, I cannot find. I, have, I am not a theologian, but I have read the Bible many, many times. 
And I cannot find any scriptures which even remotely support the idea that everything God did in his testimony of not only doing miracles and doing miracles for people, but telling us that we are to heal the sick, drive out demons, cleanse lepers, raise the dead, preach good news to the poor, that for some reason those commands have been abrogated, or in other words, you know, somehow voided. Uh, God wants us to do these things. He said he'll do even greater things than I would. And they're, 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 after looking at dozens and maybe hundreds of scriptures which support this idea of moving in the gifts of the Spirit, there's maybe sometimes suggested a you know a scripture in first corinthians 13 which really is very difficult to discern and if anything i believe it validates the idea of the power of the holy spirit being for today so having said that i want to encourage you don't take my word for it don't take our word for it do not trust only experiences but you can trust some testimonies that if they are based on the word of God, and they're consistent with the kind of things you see in scripture. Look in the scripture, see what you find. I challenge you to go there and re-examine why you believe what you believe. And so, okay, having said that, um, I just want to encourage you to um, like, comment, uh, subscribe, whatever it is that uh, you, you can need to do to hear more of these things. I have a feeling that we're going to be on this topic at least one more time, um, if our my friends will allow. This has been a, a this has gone a little bit different direction than I expected, uh, but uh, it's uh, it's very good. I and I am so blessed. So I'm going to give everybody a chance to say goodbye and give their last word, and then let's here we go. Tony, you mentioned the twelve that came out to preach. I I don't I'm not going to correct. I want to just build on what you said. It was actually 120. And it was men and women. And I think it's very important that we isolate that, that we tend to point to the 12 that preach, but it was really all the men and women together. We're out pouring out into the streets and nobody knows who the other 112 were that were out there that had been filled with the spirit and were preaching in using their gifts and talents. And I think it's such an important aspect to highlight that this is a, a family body activity. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will stir hearts to be a part of that so thank you for letting me be involved yeah absolutely yeah there were the scripture does say i think in 217 that 11 stood up with peter but um you're exactly right whoever was in that upper room uh went out there and right. uh declared the marvels of god in languages that they couldn't have known um and uh having personally experienced something that resembles that gift um i know it's a real one uh Brittany, what do you well, got to build on just leadership doing it. And I think that's where it's not, a, it's not that, you know, I don't want to split hairs as to what happened. I just think it's important that we just don't look at just leaders being the only ones who will be used. Oh, that it's really yeah. just those who are available. And that's my heart is I want to see people released. So don't hear any, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not trying to fit scripture or anything here. I'm just trying to say that let God do it in all of us. And even those who weren't named among us, may God do a mighty work. Amen. Hey, Britt, what you got? Um, well, I just want to encourage everyone who's watching or listening to this later that 
you know, maybe you're hearing this conversation for the first time. I remember the first time I heard a conversation like this. Um, and I just want to encourage you that knowing there's more available in the Lord will never end. There's more available for me. There's more available for you. He is continually pouring his spirit out on his children. And so knowing that there might be more isn't an indictment on what you currently have. Um, and so I just want to like release you from the stress of thinking that this means maybe you never knew the Lord. Don't go down that rabbit hole. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Like just take this as a beautiful invitation that Jesus loves you so much and he wants you to have all of him and he wants you to be empowered against sin and to, to walk in the power of his Holy Spirit to preach the gospel um, and to know him even better. So I just encourage you just to lean in and just keep saying yes. That was my journey. I just kept saying yes to Jesus. And just I just got to see more and more of him and more, more of his power through his Holy Spirit. Absolutely. But really, it was just seeing more of his heart that really lit my life on fire. And there's just no going back. I, I want the oil in my lamp to burn in first love. And that is what is available for you, too. Dan? You've been quiet too long. <laughs> well, I've, uh, you know, this journey for me has been one that um, was incredibly lifting and incredibly um, changing. I mean, it changed the entire uh, trajectory of my walk with Jesus when I started to uh, walk in the Spirit and understand uh, the giftings and understand um, what, um, what Jesus actually meant when he said that I'm giving you, I'm going away, like Brittany said, but I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Who's going to be a comforter. Who's going to be one who's going to just, uh, pour out everything for you so that you can live an abundant life, not just a, not just a religious life, not just a, a life of, of toil, but a, a life that is in power and in spirit. And it's just, um, an amazing thing. So I, I do, I want to encourage, uh, everyone who, who was, been listening to this and um, understand our hearts is that we're wanting to be that Priscilla and Aquila uh, lifting up uh, the Apollos and just saying, listen, um, you know, the Holy Spirit is giving us these gifts, giving us these things for the body, for the good of everyone, so that we all can become that beautiful bride. Because ultimately, that's the goal of the church, is that we're becoming that beautiful bride uh, at the end. And, you know, as we heard with these testimonies of what's been happening and it is happening it's happening all over the world um where people are being um set free people are understanding i mean i just tony just remembering just the other day as we were in um guatemala and um the uh holy spirit spoke to a woman um and said that she's been given the the gift to to heal and she was unsure. She cried and she wasn't sure. And then she prayed and prayed healing over someone and they got healed. And she had no idea that God could use her in that way. Um, so we, we see that these testimonies and these things 
are to lift the bride up, to beautify the bride, because the groom's coming. He's coming back, and he wants a beautiful bride, and that's the the goal of this. And, um, you know, I just, uh, if you've stayed with us this whole time and listening, thank you so much, and uh, uh, be curious. Look for yourself. Go into uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14, and many other places. But I know for me, that was the beginning of my journey, uh, was uh, 1 Corinthians 12. And um, um, just want to encourage you to follow what God's leading your heart and um, and be open to what the Spirit might speak to you. Before we close, uh, Brittany, why don't you pray over our uh, our listeners? Oh, I would love to do that. Um, God, we love you so much. I just, I want to just bless your bride tonight. I thank you, Lord, that you are purifying and preparing the bride of Christ for your return. Jesus, you're coming back. (laughs) You're really coming back. And we just thank you, Lord, for your plans over your bride, that, that the body of Christ um, is is arising victorious that your Holy Spirit is pouring out um, more and more and more as the hour draws near. So Lord, I just bless those who are listening, God. I pray you would open their ears that they would hear your voice clearly. I pray, Lord, that as they hear you knocking, they would let you in and have a meal with you today. God, I pray that you would open their eyes to see in the scriptures, Lord, how much you love love them, how much you burn with love for them. And I pray, God, that as they see your love, as they see you rightly, God, that they would begin to receive even more of you. God, that they would begin to walk, Lord, in beautiful spiritual gifts, that, Lord, they would see that your Holy Spirit and the fruit of your Holy Spirit in them is beautiful, not scary. God, that it is beautiful because it is the deposit of of our inheritance, Lord, that you claim us as your own by placing your Holy Spirit in us. So God, I just bless the listeners. I bless their families and their beautiful church communities. And I just pray, God, let this be the hour that your Holy Word and your Holy Spirit come alive as the assembly of believers continues week after week, God. May your Spirit come alive in us and may our love for you begin to grow and grow as we see you moving in our bodies, Lord. I just thank you, Father, that we have only seen a glimpse, but what is coming, no eye has seen and no ear has heard the beauty of what you have planned for your bride. Lord, we bless you and we just give you all the glory for what you're going to do through the hearts and the lives of those listening in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for being with us. And I thank our guests for being with us. And we'll see you on the next episode or next streaming of uh, The Heart of Titus.